consider yourself under my protection. Big man in a suit of armor. Take that off, what are you? Let's put a smile on that face. I'm touching myself tonight. How could a woman possibly fight this? There are two things I want to do. I want an American cheeseburger. <laughs> Network. What's up guys and welcome to the DC vs Marvel podcast where we talk about the latest DC and Marvel movie news. My name is Uz and I'm your regular DC fanboy and once again in the red corner representing Marvel is my boy Ed. How you Woo! doing bro? I'm great. Doing good. <laughs> that's good it. man, that's good. So guys we had a, we had a hiatus the last week, uh, just mental tiredness basically that was that was what it was so there's a lot of stuff to talk about there this week we have um some obi-wan we have um we have some mandalorian we got moon knight first reactions we've got that miss marvel trailer um we got the boys trailer we've got some new netflix stuff some independent comic stuff coming up there as well and uh and is do we possibly have the the hint as to what uh, James Gunn is going to be uh, doing at uh, HBO Max with the DC, uh, you know, the the new DC character. So, um, yeah, uh, before we do that, <laughs> before we do that, um, I want to just give a little uh, plug there again to uh, to one of the other shows on the Voltron Network talking about the movies. Uh, you guys need to check that out because um they had a review of the batman the same way that we we had a review you're gonna expose the batman. <laughs> and um and yeah it's interesting to hear a a very different viewpoint um on it um i was dumbfounded very... he's talking about my co-host mo on uh talking about the movies guys and yeah dumbfounded at his uh response to batman just did not expect it he didn't like it basically uh, I, I, I was in shock. It couldn't even be argued on my part. Like, I couldn't even stick up for the film because I was just like, I, just, I was in shock. I was like, okay, okay, uh, okay, <laughs> move on. He'll, he'll, he'll come around. He'll come around. <laughs> he'll come years. around. Yeah, ten years time. He'll come around. It's. Uh, I mean, the the thing the thing is, I think um, you know, one thing that I did pick up on in that uh, you know in in that review uh, was that he said that he remembered he might have seen seven and he didn't like it. So that kind of makes you think, okay, if you don't like that genre of films, you're going to absolutely hate this. This is the um, thing with Mo. First time he sees things, he hates it. And then he revisits it in like five, 10 years time. And he's like, this is amazing. Like, I love it a lot. What's going on? Like it's just <laughs> it's so many times. So it's going to happen with this again. I think sometimes like, you know, when you, um, when you go to the movies, you're kind of in this different mindset mm. of like you want something spectacular and to be blown away and stuff like that. Um, and then it's a very different mindset to when you're sitting at home watching something. Um, and I think yeah. that's probably going to end up happening. Like he'll be sitting at home watching it and be like, actually, you know, <laughs> maybe like it more because he's sitting at home. That's the thing. It. The cinema experience is he does put you in a different place. Like I was watching The Adam Project on mm-hmm. Netflix. And I was enjoying it, but I know for a fact if I'd seen it in the cinema, I would have hated it. But at mm, home on the couch, okay. I was like, this is fun. I'm really enjoying this. 
yeah that's kind of like um it, it reminded me a lot of those kind of films like flight of the navigator exactly, yeah. there, i was i was like i was like this is actually quite entertaining and like kids mm. will love it because they'll be like yeah. i want to be like that person yeah. and blah blah you know it's um yeah it's pretty it, it's it's pretty cool man so um yeah uh the cinema experience does definitely change uh a lot of things um i'm gonna go and actually see the batman again at some point so i need to in the cinema so i'm basically gonna go and uh go and check it out and see whether my thoughts kind of uh kind of change about it but guys yeah definitely go and check that review out um and also um i will see if i can put into the video there as well um i was talking on the previous podcast about um that i was going to write into um one of the biggest um movie kind of review shows uh in the uk um which is called kermo de mayo which is on bbc which is our kind of national broadcaster um basically because i disagreed with what they were saying about the voiceover uh and stuff and and they didn't like the voiceover so they read that out there as well um and uh you know the the guy mayo who is basically talking about the voiceover and the fact you didn't like it um was like yeah now he understands why the voiceover makes a bit more sense right to be fair, so, mayo uh, doesn't like anything he's like the most negative voice on that <laughs> he's show he's like, constantly like yeah, yeah, yeah. like he but, doesn't need to be there he should just be come on his own and yeah but mayo when they're talking about he's he fanboyed all over endgame like literally like you know oh, when they course. were talking about endgame fanboying all over it saying like oh yeah it's the culmination of all this and like, i was like okay fair enough so yeah, we, know, yeah, we know where you know where you know where the loyalty's like one of the funniest things that i heard was um uh on there was uh he's not he's not like a bat like he's he's at least bat like Bat-like person. Why is he called the oh, Batman when he's nothing days. like a bat? I stick your ass, man. This Civilians. is uh, this is very this is this is amusing. So um, yeah, like we always say, you got to cater for the for the lowest common denominator mm. when it comes to films, man. So hey guys, so yeah, uh, just a quick interlude in the podcast where I'm just going to uh, put in uh, the readout of the email that I was talking about. Uh, about the Batman on uh, the Commoded Mayo show uh, so you can hear what they kind of said about it. Um, my main complaint was basically that they were moaning about the monologue when actually that is an essential feature of uh, comic books and if you haven't actually read a comic book you wouldn't know that it was in there so uh, yeah have a listen and uh, let me know what you think. Uh, just do one more and then you can hold yeah. forth. Sure. Uh, Usman says, went to a screening of the Batman last week with some fellow comic book nerds. Having collected Batman comics since the 80s, I've been waiting for a film that captures not only the essence of the world's greatest detective, but also one where I can picture images from the books brought to life. Bale's Batman, despite being the best portrayal in cinema, was unfortunately quite off the mark. However, the new Batman film captures many of these elements, the detective stories, the gadgets, and the fear factor. A huge smile came across my face, and my friend and I turned around and smiled when we heard him say the monologue, as almost every Batman comic book has this, with, in some cases, five pages of images, with no dialogue, but just beautiful art, and Batman speaking to himself, in which case the narration makes more sense than I thought. I know Mark hates this, but for anyone 
that has read a Batman comic book. This is absolute gold, and I applaud Matt Reeves for placing it in the film. Pattinson's Bruce Wayne portrayal needs a lot of work, and I hope that they will get this much more comic book accurate in the future. But the Batman is spot on when comparing it to Batman Year One by Frank Miller in 1987. Love the show. Can't wait for the podcast to drop every week. I mean, the interesting thing is that I like the Batman. Anyway, let's get into uh, today's show. and We're going to start off with some Star Wars stuff, man. And in this, firstly, that Obi-Wan teaser trailer, which came out last week, but we didn't, uh, we didn't talk about it. Um, what's your thoughts about the, the Obi-Wan teaser trailer? Um, yeah, it looks solid, well-produced. And looks like there's going to be some variety in the locations. But from what I'm reading, it still heavily takes place on Tatooine again. So it's just, I'm getting burnt out on these whole desert locations. I'm kind of, I need something more different. Just, just, I need to get away from Tatooine or any desert planets in Star Wars. Yeah. It's really just jarring me. I mean, this is a thing, like, you're, the, the, the kind of, the thing about, star wars and that the desert location is that those people in the desert don't really have much and they kind of live day to day and all that kind of stuff <laughs> but there are going to be other people on other planets like that you know in the universe there's planets that are just made out of diamond exactly. right they're like literally so so like for one planet it's going to be like oh diamonds is precious resource and this other one is literally made mm. of diamond that's the kind of and it's annoying because if there's one character that should have been based on Tatooine, it is Obi-Wan because he has to watch over Luke. But because mm. of, you know, the amount of time Mandalorian and, and Boba spent on uh, these desert planets, it's just kind of burnt things out for poor old Obi-Wan, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they should have... The thing is, they were so... They were umming and ahhing about this so much, this Obi-Wan thing. Like, are we going to do it? Are we not going to do it? Are we going to link it to the prequels? Are we going to do whatever? And it's like they should have just done that and just green lit it. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I kind of feel like they, they were like, I, obviously we never know what happens behind closed doors, but I was kind of thinking like when they released the Mandalorian, the reason why they did that is because they weren't a hundred percent sure if they released a Boba Fett thing, how it would go. So they're like, let's do it slightly different, but kind of the same. So people will get that kind of feel and then do it. But then they released Boba Fett anyway. <laughs> Shouldn't have um, and they should have just done Mandalorian and said, sod Boba Fett now, let's go to yeah. let's go to Obi-Wan and then do it. Um, and then a lot of that kind of, you know, uh, would have made more sense. Yeah, definitely different type of locations that are going on. Um, interesting to see, like, Dave Filoni loves putting all of his um, animated stuff just yeah. in this. He? So he's like, Inquisitors, yep, in, the, in here. Um, you know, I can't remember what this, like, isn't there like there's three brothers and two sisters or something like that? I think there's five of them, right? Or there or there's three sisters and two brothers. I I can't remember, but there's there's basically like um, the Inquisitors there. Um, now we know why Sun Kang was saying that he's got a lightsaber because he's an Inquisitor, basically. Um, and yeah, it looks like they're going to be pursuing Obi Wan around, but it's kind of like. Um, yeah, I kind of think I hate to bring this back to a Batman kind of thing, but it's kind of like you're going to see the echoes of Obi Wan everywhere, um, but not. So we're going to see him, but they're going to see like the after effects of like, okay, uh, you know, something's happened here, something's gone well or whatever. But he has to kind of stay in the shadows to make sure that you know um, that you know he doesn't get caught. 
or anything like that. It'll be interesting to know, like, you know, his whole mission is to go and look after Luke, basically, and make sure that he's, you know, living okay and stuff like that. Um, but he's he just goes on random missions to let Coruscant. Yeah, there's and... got to be more, because he does <laughs> seem to pop up in other places, I'm presuming other planets, unless there's other different, visually different cities on Tatooine, which could be the case. Um, yeah, but it has to be more than just watching Luke like a weirdo from the distance. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should have done. They should have done it like, oh my God, it's like this perverted guy. And he exactly, exactly, throughout the whole thing. But he's kind of got a, yeah. <laughs> so everybody <laughs> thinks, oh, he's just this dude who just like spies on children. Um, and that's the whole story. Yeah. Like he, he becomes uh, this myth. And, it's, <laughs> and his name sounds it because don't, don't remember, don't forget, they all call him Old Ben. That's, that's a creepy <laughs> name. <laughs> For the yeah. weirdo in the desert, that would be hilarious, man. So literally, they're just like, oh yeah, that guy, like you know, and he gets hounded. Him. Yeah, basically, he gets hounded by the police and and the locals everywhere he goes because <laughs> it's like that pedo guy. Get him out of the, get him out of this community, like literally every time, man. That would just be hilarious. But yeah, then I don't know, and then we side with Darth Vader because Darth Vader's hunting this pedo guy. Down, yeah, like that the whole universe, right? <laughs> it's like why. Well, gonna eliminate this kind of thing that would be one hell of a turn of events man because a lot of people say like the jedi are kind of like that they're taking kids and all this kind of stuff and it's like it's like darth vader yeah. darth vader's like one of those youtube pedo hunters basically going around the, <laughs> the universe he, he goes he goes on the you know the hollow net and creates a creates a you know an, an eight-year-old uh, jedi and then like text obi-wan and stuff like that to tell him to to come and meet him in this place and stuff yeah that would that would be something um but yeah I, the trailer looks interesting uh i got to see you know ewan mcgregor back to obi-wan he's got to say hello there at some point but you know he's got to say it to somebody um and uh and yeah just the, just the fact that obviously we're gonna get um you know we're gonna get darth vader coming back at some point or are we gonna get anakin burnt up anakin i don't know i'd assume darth vader because well i heard the that he's pre- gonna have clone war flashbacks so I think they may try and reenact stuff from the, the show. That would, yeah, do you th- it could be like a, you know, like, um, what's it called? Like a Boba Fett style where literally yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, like, just like um, every kind of thing that he's doing links back to something else yeah. that they did, like, you know, back in the days. I hope they revisit the fact that, you know, Anakin just murdered all these, all these Tuscan, <laughs> Tuscans, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, you want to go that no. far back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like, you know, all these Tuscans got killed and stuff by Anakin. That would just be, yeah, kind of crazy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, because, you know, if, if Obi-Wan ever gets, you know, caught by Tuscans or whatever and they see the lightsaber, it's going to be like, in their mythology that you know this yeah. dude came and did that so um it looks interesting i'm kind of i am actually looking forward to that um and i've kind of i've started now i've got um i put a, a fire stick on the uh projector in the in the back room so now like all like the big kind of shows and movies and stuff we watch on that 120 nice. screen so um and it's got like full surround sound you know like a you know the dolby 5.1 and all that was 6.1 um and uh you know it's like um that definitely is something to watch on that so that would be yeah it'll be interesting to kind of see man so yeah definitely looking forward to that um we've also heard some other news that um 
we've got a guy who uh, doesn't seem to age because I remember him being old in the 80s when I, when I was a kid watching one of my favorite films, Back to the Future, Christopher Lloyd. Right, 80s is like that's 50, nearly 50 years ago, right? You know what I mean? Now, when you're thinking about it, <laughs> that's it's scary. Don't 50, say that. It's nearly 50 years ago. So, well, I, I don't know when Back to the Future came out. I'd assume mid 80s. Yeah. Um, and when I first probably saw it, it was like late 80s. Um, and this dude looked old then. Yeah. So, it's only 45. Near... Come on, it's not 50. It's too much, too, too much of an exaggeration. No, oh, well, 80. Oh. Yeah, yeah, 45. 45. Yeah, 40. Uh, it's mid 80s. I'm sticking to 35. It's got, okay, yeah, 35. No, no. Fair enough. Okay. All right. 35. So, um, so yeah, I mean, he uh, he must be what 80 now, I guess. Ooh, yeah. 70, late 70s. So, um, but he is apparently going to be in the Mandalorian doing something. I, I don't know what. Um, but yeah. Um I I just you know, I know that Disney got more brain than this, that so they're not actually just gonna make it like Oh, he's he's like one of those. Um, uh, you know that other one who um, he's like she's like an engineer yeah, and yeah. kind of built his thing. Like that he's something nah, like that. He, they won't do. I just no, hope, they won't. I just do hope that. <laughs> they don't do something like like he does so many upgrades on the on the thing there or whatever. Because um, there's been a lot of kind of little leaks and stuff like that about um, you know him going to the uh going to mandalore and stuff you know so um that i you know they are definitely filming right now and he is obviously he's got to go to mandalore to go to go to the cave basically to uh you know to to show like and the, and the thing is is like the um the uh, the kind of leaks have said that the um the armorer and the other guy who he fought are with him there at the same time as well um and it's like yeah it's it's obvious because you can't just say like he could just be like yeah i went to the cave yeah and uh you know, you know uh, whatever i'm mandalorian again now <laughs> it's like um so they obviously exactly he needs like witnesses and he's like two two people who are apparently the head of the civilization or whatever so yeah um christopher lloyd in mandalorian where would you put him in in this thing I wouldn't be surprised if he played something sinister because I've seen Christopher Lloyd play like a a bit of a dick and he does it well. He can actually uh-huh. do that. So I'm I'm guessing it won't be a big role. I think it'll just be like maybe for an episode or two. It'll be. I remember when Christopher Lloyd started doing like he started doing more kind of villainous, more a bit more seriously villainous roles. Like he he was in Star Trek, wasn't he? He was like a the head Klingon Probably. or something. Probably. He was like yeah. I think his number was it four or five? Was it? Which one was it? I can't remember. Four or five, when he was like the head, like Klingon, basically, like on the on the bird of prey, just like you know shooting people and stuff. So yeah, it, you know, if he's doing stuff like that, then yeah. But can he move anymore? I don't know. Not really. You know what I mean? Not really. A lot of sitting, <laughs> so, I'm guessing. A lot of sitting. Yeah, he's gonna be sitting there chilling, telling a story, man. Or it could just, I don't know. Yeah, it could be, could be anything. So we'll wait to hear more stuff about that. Um, However, one thing that is definitely coming soon, and uh, and I apologize to you guys because I gave the wrong date last time, um, is coming out on March the 30th um, and has had first reactions and things coming out is Moon Knight. So have you seen any of these first reactions? A um, little bit, like small short tweets. 
because the embargo is still up. And yeah, it seems to be, for the most part, really positive. You know, what surprised me is when people were saying that it has adventure elements, like almost the Indiana Jones type vibe of, you know, digging around in history and traveling around globetrotting. And I was, that surprised me. I wasn't expecting that. I figured it would just be stuck in one location. But to hear that there's going to be a lot of traveling and a lot of more digging around in history, that excites me because I love those sort of, you know, antiquity hunters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because he is based on Egyptian mythology or something. Yeah. It's always yeah. like something like that. Um, I, I just, I saw the newest um, TV spot or something. It's only like 40 seconds or so, uh, which came out like day before yesterday. Um and I think they have to add all those elements like that because I was I saw that and I was like, okay, um, from what I've seen from the first reactions, they're saying like um, it's very much out there, uh, you know, very um, which I you know the comic books are are like as well, I guess, um, very much out there, um, nothing like what you you know you've seen and stuff there before, because I always try and put myself in the general public's mindset when looking at these things um and to some degree like the stuff that people watch on the um you know uh, on, on the tv they kind of know a little bit about comics and stuff but you can't really say that everybody would do that but when you see him it's like on the on that tv spot it's like he's in the dark he's throwing that moon shuriken thing around yeah. um and there's a bit where he's jumping and his cape billows and he goes down onto the thing and i'm thinking the average person's gonna be like this is basically batman right <laughs> so 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 they have to add all those that craziness and the um and the you know the adventure things and stuff really to differentiate it away from being being anything like that and i think that's probably the best way to go about it if you're gonna introduce a character like this so yeah i mean the um, from everything they're seeing, I think the first four have come, but the last two haven't come yet because all the reactions are on the first four. Um, and they're saying like, basically they're just, just mad, basically mad stuff in it. And also one of the good things, well, from my point of view, saying that it's, uh, it's kind of almost standalone. So you don't have to yeah. have knowledge on anything else. He basically just goes about his business and not really referring back to other Marvel characters or at least to the point that they don't need to appear on screen. So, yeah, this seems to be he's doing his own thing, which I think is good at this point. Maybe a bit of a palate cleanser for Marvel, just to have a hero that does their own things, not really referring back to anything else. Where is he, where is he based, Moon Knight? Is he based in London? Because That's what I, it looks I, like in the trailer, yeah. But, like I said, yeah. it looks like they're going to be travelling around quite a bit. So, But, yeah, he kind of works at the, I think the British Museum. With that funky uh, <laughs> Mary Poppins accent that he's got, yeah, yeah, the accent because I was hoping that doesn't draw me too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a bit. Um, what's that guy's name? Uh, Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's a bit Dick oh, Van Dyke. Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a little bit caricature, man. But the thing is, um, I think most Americans probably won't notice that as much. Yeah, it'll care. be more like British people yeah. be like. You know what the oh, uh, what <laughs> exactly what is he? But the thing is, like, you could go to like certain parts of Essex, and there are some people <laughs> who do yeah. who do speak like that kind of thing. Um, the only reason why I was asking about the London thing is because I guess what they're going to end up doing is pretty much have it standalone almost to the end, and I guess some kind of blade and um, what's that night? What's that night called? I can't remember the um, 
that Stark is playing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the was it Black Knight or something. Oh something my god, like... I've forgotten his name. But yeah, yeah, we, you know, but from yeah, yeah we, saw, we yeah. saw a little glimpse of him in Eternals. Yeah, um, so I guess that's I, the link. I would be surprised if they make um, if they bring Blade back to being UK. But considering who they've hired, I'm probably guessing they're just going to make him a New York guy again. Because the locations in that thing were all a little bit weird, right? So they had like, um, you know, uh, Gemma Chan's character and um, and Starkey as basically pretty much most mostly in UK. Um, and then they kind of chipped to some other part, which looked like Ireland somewhere. Yeah. And, then, and, then, um, and then afterwards, it's like um, when he goes up on the hill and they see that you know that she flies up to the celestial that was that was in greenwich because i remember that um that thing with the observatory on the on the on the top right so then that means that they're in london but then you hear the voice of blade so i don't know man but the blade's got american accent yeah <laughs> but oh. he's coming to london for some reason i don't know um i don't know maybe moonlight does something to I don't know, to release something or something, mm. something happens. I don't know. But that's the um, thing. We don't know whether the voiceover was supposed to be Blade or whether it was just, they just got the actor in just to keep him busy because he's kind of sitting around doing nothing <laughs> for when they, <laughs> what they, they announced him like three, four years ago, wherever it was. So it's the kind of, maybe they just feel like they've got to get him to do some stuff. So yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Keep the contract character. going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, he can go off to other, you know, places or whatever. And yeah, yeah, yeah do, do do things there for them. So um, let's go from uh, Moon Knight to and stick with Marvel, and let's talk about the the the, the Miss Marvel trailer. Um, yeah, I shouldn't laugh. I want to hear your viewpoint on it first because I want to. Um, I have some thoughts on it and i had to really kind of i really had to think a couple of days before making my thoughts on it because my did initial you, thoughts are very did you show it to your strong daughter? no no and i won't and i'll tell you why i won't after i hear what you're gonna say um because well, i thought that would be I, an important thing to do because yeah i didn't like the trailer but then i also remember that it's not for me this mm. is they, you know, this is for young girls. They kind of going for that, you know, tweener market. And, you know, yeah. And I think it probably can strike strike an audience, man. Considering all the weird things they seem to watch that's on Disney Plus. So that's true. That is true. It seemed like a it seemed like a Nickelodeon yeah. kind of show yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um yeah. They're just indoctrinating that next generation, man. They're just making sure they're doing something for them mm. so they're going to stick around for another decade or two. Yeah, my... Um, and people, you can write in and say, oh, you're wrong, you don't know what you're talking about, whatever. My thought process is a lot stronger about it. And I kind of... This actually sparked off a lot of conversation between my wife and I when we saw this. Um, and it really was like... Uh, quite strong conversations about it, and I kind of then it decided, did, right. Well, before you get into it, it did also strike up a bit of a religious because there's a lot of Muslim people in the office that I work, mm. and it struck off a very interesting debate between them, saying like, "Yeah, this is cool, this is fun." Another lot that were very much, "No, this doesn't make sense. They wouldn't do this if it was like truly made by, you know, someone who's of the faith." And yeah, it got real passionate. 
yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. Like when I, and I, I basically went down a rabbit hole after that of finding out who wrote this, mm. um, what the background of this person is, what the previous work they've done. Um, and the reason being is, is that when, um, when I went to kind of look at, look at the trailer, um, the person who wrote um, a lot of the, uh, the Miss Marvel comic books um, was getting congratulations saying, oh yeah, you know, we love the trailer, blah, blah, blah. And she replied on Twitter to say like, oh, you know, I've got nothing to do with the series, right? Um, but, you know, I, I love, you know, I love Kamala and I'm glad that she's on TV and stuff like that did say anything about how she loved the trailer or anything but my my kind of thought process about it is i don't know firstly whether um this trailer was cut badly uh or whether it was done on purpose okay but when i when i watch something for example now you're gonna hate this bit because i i get a bit of reverence for the rock right because when the rock talks about his background okay and he shows his background in films it's always done positively like he never says samoans are rubbish or look at our stories our stories are fantasy and our stories are garbage and look at it it's always done with reverence right to show like look how how you know look at our families look how good our families are together look at this look at that See, right it's interesting you say that because I've, it's always annoyed me that he only ever really acknowledges the samoan side of his family and kind of yeah and that <laughs> that's what i'm saying so that isn't that is annoying. I mean, if he was pure Samoan, fair, fair enough. He kind of, you know, obviously, it, you know, ignores the fact that he is African American at the same time. Um, but when it comes to the Samoan part, he does put reverence mm, into it. Yeah, definitely. When I find that, okay, how do I put this delicately? Um, when I find that, serious, uh, come on, later. Okay, when I when I find female directors and writers um, portray their ethnic backgrounds mm-hmm. it's always done with a caveat of like yeah this is we came from this but there's something not right about it and it needs to be changed right wow. so the reason why we the reason why we thought that is we actually watched this film called turning red this weekend uh which i'm gonna digress ah, a little yeah. bit about that's the uh the pixar one right yeah the pixar yeah. one right and it, this film, man, I, I was watching it thinking, I don't, I'm, the only, if somebody in China was watching this film, I don't know how they could like it. If somebody, if a Chinese American was watching it, it's a different scenario. So this whole story revolves around the fact that you have this girl who basically is, is changing and she has this kind of panda, red panda spirit inside her, right? And her mother says to her, look, this panda spirit is really bad. Don't try and release this panda spirit. It's like basically can wreck stuff. And it was basically designed as like a war creature to yeah. basically go and fight these other people and that's the reason why the spirit was there anyway she decides no her mother's talking bullshit basically right mm-hmm. and like she wants to um show this panda spirit as being cool she releases it in school all the time there makes loads of money and the whole reason why she wants to um basically release this panda spirit is so that she can make money off it so that she can go to this concert Tell me um, but yeah go on I won't tell you the whole thing, but basically um, to go to this concert. Anyway, the whole point of this story is basically the defiance of parents 
and eventually what happens is um with your defiant don't worry you can defy your parents your parents will come around at some point that's the moral of the story of that now if i if i'm a chinese person in china i don't know whether i'd actually like that Whereas a Chinese person, in uh, a second, third generation Chinese girl in America would probably think that's the greatest thing ever. I guess you right? can put culture on it, but f- but you can also read it as just a generational thing. Just the younger generation always rebels against the older. They always kind of want to do things a different way, whether they're in the country or, you know, uh, immigrants. It's just always they, every generation from whatever culture always want to do that. So you can interpret it that way, but you're not really wrong either. Yeah. So, so when I'm watching, so like I said about Miss Marvel, I don't know whether it's cut badly or whether it's just done on purpose, but I watched this trailer four times to watch this one bit. And there is this bit where she goes, some people say I always live in a fantasy land and she's sitting there praying in the mosque oh, while this okay. voiceover comes over. Mm. Okay. Now, do I, okay, you could say, oh, Uz, yeah, you're, you're an idiot, blah, blah, you need to let your kids do whatever. Do I want my kids watching something where we're practicing Muslim saying, oh, I live in a fancy land, uh, you know, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it's cut badly and the voiceover is wrong, but it kind of makes me think, this is why I went down the rabbit hole, because I went to go and find out who wrote this story, because the person who wrote it initially is both of them both of the the women who have written all the well, miss marvel comic books well, if this is something uh, from the trailer isn't this more of an issue of whether the whoever edited whoever they got to edit that trailer that's what i'm did saying they put their own beliefs or politics in this while they were doing it and it's not really something that marvel or disney or, that's or that's that what i'm that's what i'm I, I i given the you know the benefit of the doubt to but also at the same time that's why I went down the rabbit hole to see mm. who wrote this. Yeah. Um, and basically the people who have written Miss Marvel from the start have always kind of tried to revere the culture, right? Because they're practicing and it's kind of like um, they're trying to show like, okay, you can have a balance between this and that and blah, yeah. blah. The person who has written this one is a British comedian who all of her act and i've seen a lot of her act now on youtube all of her act is oh yeah my dad told me to do this oh this uh yeah i have to go to the mosque and like i hate it and like uh yeah you know it's all like taking the piss out of it and i just was like okay fine why would you push out the people who have written the comic books i mean a lot of the time they don't get the people who write the comic books in but replace them with with some somebody who puts reverence there with somebody who their entire act is rebelling against that and then it kind of confirms in my mind that that trailer was cut in the way that they wanted it to be cut um and that then puts me off that then makes me think okay fine you're targeting you know like you're saying what's the target audience Mm. so the target audience is meant to be young asian girls right yeah and age by asian we mean south asian but how many parents are going to look at this and be like "Mm, i don't know if i want my kid watching that i think there'll be a lot Uh, because once it's like it's like you know uh she's like oh i spent too much time in a fancy land right it's like you're praying okay yeah at the same time you're going to a pool party 
<laughs> you know, you go to a pool party with like a uh, half naked dude there and stuff, and it's like, oh, okay. Mm. I, I I don't get it. Honestly, I don't get it. From my, I, I know I might come across as like, okay, this I'm guy say, is. It's interesting uh, what you're pointing out aren't things that any of the the Muslims in my office picked up on. It was there's other things that they were arguing, but yeah, that's a it's interesting perspective. I'm kind of curious to kind of when this does drop to kind of uh, read the response. The, yeah, the it's interesting because I went and looked at quite a few, like you know. Um, Muslim YouTubers and stuff like that who do review these kind of things. They have like a, you know, balanced viewpoint on stuff. And, mm. and there's been no reviews of this trailer. <laughs> like literally nobody's review. It's like, not, so the only people who are going to, um, who for my mind are going to see this and like this are what I call people with the savior complex. So people who are like, oh yeah, you know, these girls who like, you know, wear headscarf and they're, they, they have to go to mosque and stuff. They need saving by us. And like, you know, I think people like that are going to love this. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm going to give it the benefit of doubt and say, okay, um, <laughs> you know, maybe it was cut wrong, but it just, it puts me off like completely. The directors, is it the same writer throughout the whole, who did the whole thing or is it? So it's the same writer in the whole thing. The thing is the director is Adil Arabi, who is the, um guy who directed bad boys and is also directing batgirl right mm-hmm. and that makes me think okay he's an arab guy would they do it in this way but i don't know i don't know i honestly don't yeah, know no, so no. i'm gonna i i will, <laughs> I will basically um have a look and I, I don't know i also feel weird like thinking this is completely separate to that but i also feel weird that i as a grown man actually going and watching watching that program because it's really this is in that this is in that wheelhouse yeah yeah that was only because jsa were on it and i was thinking you know maybe (laughs) you're gonna see jsa and then i gave up after like one episode it's like it's like um (laughs) it's like like um my um my dad will basically watch anything right literally he'll watch like any program and um on there they were you know he's they were here over the christmas period and stuff and he was like scrolling through and we're like oh dad you know do you want to watch anything blah, blah. he's like yeah i want to watch star girl and stuff yeah and, and we're just looking at my dad like no dad you're not watching star girl <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah it's um i don't know I, for me that's that's a zero out of ten for that trailer, to be honest. But uh, but yeah, let's see, let's let's see what happens. We'll I think see. you'll probably have to watch a couple and then uh, and then tell me uh, whether it's. Uh, whether oh, you got to watch it at least the first. We got to get that perspective off of you, man. Come okay, on. I'll I'll watch the first one <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then see whether it's actually watching uh, worth watching and any of the others. One other point: a lot of people are complaining about how they've changed her powers, but I'm glad they did because I hated. One thing that never really drew me to the comic book is that whole stretchy, you know, putty skin thing where it's, you know, enlarging her fist and all of that. I just never liked it. I never like. I don't really like stretchy powers anyway. So I'm glad they kind of augmented that to be, you know, discharge. Yeah, green lantern kind of thing. Yeah, I'm. Some people hate it, but I'm. I'm fine with it. Visually, yeah. it's a lot better. Yeah. 
Um, I, I have no viewpoint on it, so I'm, <laughs> so I'm not going to say anything. Um, let's go to some independent uh, comic book stuff there now. Uh, and the boys trailer three. Uh, doesn't it seem like a hundred years since the boys? It boys was on TV? It's so crazy. It's the problem because yeah, they do come out and then it's not long season, so yeah, you are kind of dumb with it way too quick. Yeah, um, I can't remember. Does the boys come out every week? It comes out every week, isn't it? It's not I like think a they put drop. out the first two or three first, and then yeah, then weekly they do it. So, um, so the boys season three, um, obviously this is kind of like a teaser trailer, um, and this is the this is the one. This is the season where I was like, okay, I don't know what they're gonna do here because they're gonna have to make a significant deviation from the comic books in this season so it looks like they've put some elements of the stuff there in there but also at the same time um you know really kind of gone away from it but that kind of that kind of cringe kind of stuff yeah. is still in there which is hilarious um and uh you know i'm I, my my two favorite characters in this um i don't I don't know. Apart from the superheroes, I guess I, I, I don't really have any opinion on. But my two favorite characters are um, Frenchie and the girl, right? Because those yeah. two, those two are like absolutely crazy. But I just I, and and in the comic books they have like a funny relationship there as well. Um, but yeah, I I want to see more and more of them kind of yeah like you know doing their own thing i wanted to hook up as well finally i don't you i'm never usually the guy to watch the show and be like oh, come on you two get it together but yeah hopefully they'll get it together this season yeah so um so we, we see what looks like butcher maybe getting some kind of power like yeah, he seems to be in, compound you know v must have taken it compound v going on and then um we see i th- wasn't um uh, a train kind of became like an addict, didn't he? Like uh, you know, and he's kind of losing his powers a bit, and then getting some back. And um, we see, we see, obviously, um, him appearing in there. Uh, the deep there as well, man. The, the, the deep here, yeah, his tragic story, kind of like this. this just I love what they did like with the deep. I hope they continue that sort of semi-redemption story with him. They don't just make take him right back to just being a complete pathetic dick. I know it's, it's basically like uh, in fact I, I actually like what they did with the thing there where they kind of so they kind of changed it where it was like uh, you know the deep kind of comes on to starlight or whatever yeah. but um, in the in the comic books it was Homelander and pretty much all of yeah. them uh, you know make her do stuff um, but in this it, it means that you can make Homelander like this weird mummy's boy kind of character which is just like, he's so wrong man it's just it is it's kind of like like you know um when um peacemaker was saying like superman has this fetish or whatever yeah. and stuff like that it's like you don't know <laughs> what people do behind closed doors right so it's like homelander appears in this like larger than life like superhero but behind closed doors yeah, man he's like human just breast milk and oh, exactly and he's he's milking the cow and like basically getting like some some like you know orgasmic face and stuff like that it's just wrong man so wrong um i i I wonder, I'm, I hope that we get to a stage where um, Mother's Milk, we actually find out, you know, because in the comic book, you find out the reason why oh. uh, he's so kind of, he's got 
he's got strength you know he's got like a lot more strength than the other lot and um you know why he's um he's got yeah why he's called mother's milk which in the comic books is so wrong but i just hope they show some something uh something like that because it's going to be one that every series there's one moment where people look at and they're like oh my god what the hell was that um so i'm i'm hoping in this one it has that moment uh is going to be something like that um so um, the boys popped up on um audible the other day the graphic audio version so i might have to check that one out i'm not sure how far deep into the story it goes but their interpretation because it's which one uh you know graphic audio it's like another audio company that okay do, like a movie but they've got their stuff on audible now so yeah the boys is on there okay what are the comic direct- versions yeah taken directly from the comic uh, okay okay yeah i mean because the comic book's actually like uh, you, a lot of the time i kind of think okay if you do that you're going to get a lot of spoilers for the thing but this yeah. is deviated so much yeah. i don't think it's going to matter that much uh, man um you, you think know, soldier boy the little glimpse we got I think Soldier Boy is interesting. Uh, I've got to see where they go with him because that guy, man, had some messed up story as well. Um, but it's like, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, th- what they've done so far is they've had like, you know, the Superman trope and the Superman just, you know, messed up Superman, uh, you know, drugged up Flash, um, yeah. Aquaman just being Aquaman, basically like <laughs> people taking a piss out of Aquaman. And, um, and now they've got Captain America, which... I don't know how they're going to flip the script on because I'll be very surprised if they go the comic book route, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what, you know, where they go uh, with this character. But I think Jensen uh, Ackles is one of these guys who he... People love him in Supernatural, but it's kind of like the amount of people that like him is not the amount that he could have got with a wider audience. Yeah, doing he, other stuff. He's tailor made to be a superhero. He's got a, he's that, yeah, he's just that guy who should be in these sort of things, you know? Yeah, he should look, be. He's got the personality for it. He just stuck around in Supernatural for too long. Should have dropped out after season five and then focused on films because, yeah, kind of burnt those years. The the first time I came across Jensen Ackles was basically, I, I never saw Supernatural or anything like that, but um, in my hometown, um, every year up until what 2017 or so, um, in the main shopping centre, they used to have a um, uh, it was like a showmasters event where they'd have all these like um, you know different stars of, of different shows and stuff, um, and they would come and you know people could pay for autographs and you know there'll be all the merchandise and all that kind of stuff. So, so one time um, I just went with with my mum up up to town basically. And we couldn't park anywhere. Like literally, there's no park. Usually, usually you can park anywhere, right? No parking anywhere. Eventually, got parking, right? Tried to go into one entrance. Nah, it's closed. Tried to go into a side entrance. Nah, it's closed, right? Eventually, we get to the third entrance, and there is this queue, right? I'm not joking. This queue must be fifty to hundred meters long, right? And I'm like, what on earth is going on here, right? And then we we basically like my mom goes and asks one of the people in the queue, in the queue like oh you know what what's the queue for and then like oh uh it's a guy called jensen ackles to get his autograph right and i guess there are people coming from all over oh it was a big show everywhere was definitely a big to show. get this guy's like you know so 
with his fans from that show, he is super, super, super popular. Um, but I think this is going to really show like why, you know, he should have been in all these kind of things. Him and um, what's that other guy? Nathan, Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Um, th- those two guys are like cult favorites, but I think they kind of missed out on yeah. being bigger as it, as it kind of were, man. So um, when is this, the boys is coming out in June, I think, isn't it? I think it was June or, or July, man. So it's going to kind of be, it's going to be mad packed, man, because you <laughs> you basically got Obi-Wan and then um, Obi-Wan, then uh, Doctor Strange and then, this thing uh so it's gonna be it's gonna be a gonna be a cool summer man uh of stuff um we keep to keep with the uh the the evil superman mission um and uh and netflix with their irredeemable and incorruptible series that they're going to be producing and um we actually talked about this i don't know yeah nine months ago i think or something when it was like a rumor or something like that yeah and we're like you know whether they're gonna do it or whatever um this is like at first i was excited but then with netflix i'm not with netflix you just don't know what you're gonna get it could either be you know really good like you know first season of witcher or something or it could just be just like whatever the other last superhero thing they did which i've already forgotten the name of it can't even remember the name of it. The one that got cancelled. Uh, oh, Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, with Netflix, I always find that what they do is they seem to have a decent kind of start and then the middle gets like crazy and then it's like they don't know how to end it. And it usually ends on something ridiculous, like, you know, just really dumb and kind of rubbish, which is why I kind of, you know, so many people are like, um, really waiting for Umbrella Academy season three, mm. right? And I'm just like, okay, yeah, well, we had one, which is okay, two, yeah. which is way, way better. Yeah. It's like three is going to follow the Netflix trope and be like downhill, you know yeah. what I mean? So, um, so yeah, um, this basically um, this follows another one of those evil Superman kind of ideas, yeah. like doesn't start out that way. Homelander, he is just a good. You know, superhero protecting everybody, but he just gets uh, just pissed off with it all. He's just like doesn't feel appreciated. People take it for granted, and he just kind of turns and begins to kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, <crazy>. um, <laughs> and then and then his like his biggest enemy becomes the hero, basically, because it's like yeah. you know he's fighting against this this uh, this incredibly powerful character. So um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if if he said this to me five years ago, then I'd say yes. But I would rather watch another five series of Invincible um, than, than have this on, because uh, you know I've seen where the Invincible comics go. I was going to say see... because we've seen this as well now, because of Homelander, because of even little bits of what Zack Snyder was doing, and even with uh, Invincible with the dad, like we've kind of seen this. It will. Six years ago, this would have been a brand new sort of concept and been amazing mm. for live action. But now, seen seen a bunch of it now, so they're a bit late. So who knows if it'd be any good? Does it? I I was thinking like it kind of makes Superman and Lois, uh, what they have achieved, seem way better than what they actually have achieved because it seems like nobody can do a decent heroic 
Superman, right? They're all, it's like, it's much easier to do an evil Superman. Yeah. So if you actually have a proper heroic Superman, you pull it off, you're like genius level, man. So it's, it, yeah, it's like Superman Lois, like it doesn't seem, you know, on paper, like it's that hard, but mm. obviously they they have achieved a lot by getting that kind of thing uh, kind of thing going so um yeah let's uh, should we put that on a on a maybe until, a, until yeah. the trailer kind of comes there basically yeah. um did you put ascending did it did that actually did they decide that they're actually gonna do anything with that or not oh they cancelled it i don't know oh, they cancelled it yeah so it's just it. like that's the thing man it's like you could get excited about this and they could say oh yeah we're doing in- irredeemable and incorruptible and it's like are you sure you just yeah. gonna do irredeemable first and then Netflix see how it have goes a reputation for just giving up on things before they really kind of give it a chance because yeah yeah percent it wasn't i'm not gonna say it was a complete travesty it wasn't great but i did watch it to the end and i was like i'm kind of curious to see where this goes but okay yeah done dead so it's pointless yeah, so um, let's. Uh, there was some other news that I kind of I'm going to put in at the end, which is the Daredevil stuff because I forgot to put in this uh, in this list basically. But let's talk about um, our favorite villain, <laughs> right? Who basically has been mentioned so many times in Peacemaker and also in Harley Quinn there as well. Seems like he's actually going to get a series now, and that is Kite Man, right? <laughs> so Kite, Kite Man actually looks like he's going to receive a series on HBO Max, uh, a live action <laughs> Kite Man series. Really? I heard right? he was going to be part um, of the Harley Quinn spin-off show, but I didn't know he was going to get his own show. Yeah, so he's getting his own show basically called kite man which i was just thinking is this now going to be um what uh you know it's gotta be what um james gunn is doing because uh, i would i would love to see a show of like some of the most ridiculous people like condiment king and you know like uh, <laughs> um <laughs> like um yeah like uh, just just random people like that and just put them all in this, in this thing of this like who's the know, one that nicholas k said he wants to do the batman villain egghead or something uh, yeah just uh, just keep you know just keep like the most weirdest most bizarre <laughs> characters Man. in there um, they could they could literally make a show of kind of like Right. Okay. Um, you know, we need to make some money, and you know, uh, we need some kind of gimmick because everybody's got a gimmick, and it's like all the good gimmicks are gone. So now you've got to be like, you know, kite man, and uh, and you know all mm. this kind of stuff, man. So yeah. Um, the, the reason why I was saying Condiment King there as well is because um, Pat, Ron Pattinson was asked like, "What is your favorite?" villain and he's like oh con- condiment king is my, is my favorite villain and i'm just thinking yeah man you gotta like yeah you got sometimes kind of um read between the lines sometimes in these things like some maybe they know they know something uh that the condiment king is gonna come out man because he could yeah i mean he could like you know fill a bottle of mustard with you know some really horrible stuff and just flirting <laughs> people man uh, but yeah the man... villains that usually open the movies the ones that they take down right at the beginning sort of action sequence so hopefully they'll do that for a next time I think is I think is uh James Gunn does not care man because he's like there was some like villains that he was like there, there was um ah oh, what's that villain I can't remember what her name is now 
Uh, she's like orange with the with the with the purple armor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's she's fought Superman before and given him a run for his money. She just got annihilated by like a <laughs> just like dead man, just completely dead. You know what I mean? I'm I I'm I'm kind of half happy about the kite man thing, but I'm I'm really I'm still just putting my little pin on that rat catcher and weasel uh, oh, because I just still, I still just want. I still want Weasel as Guys, as a main character, man. Tweet James Gunn and tell him we want the Ratcatcher and Weasel live action show. Come on, exactly, exactly. Oh, Make it a hashtag Ratcatcher and Weasel because that would just be be an unbelievable show, man. Um, so uh, while while they seem to be like green lighting, you know, films like that at the same time, uh, sorry, uh, shows like that, we seem to be getting at the same time, like every DC film <laughs> to man gets delayed, right? Um, so uh, so we now have uh, Black Adam is going to October. We have Flash and Aquaman are going to 2023 now. Um, yeah, uh, just everything getting kind of delayed. I'm only really much. annoyed by the Flash one because, yeah. I'm just curious to know what the hell that's going to be. So, it's annoying I'm gonna have to wait another year yeah I mean the Flash apparently has got tons and tons and tons of um of CGI in it which they are saying that they would have struggled to get done you know by the time they need to get it done uh which is fair enough um Aquaman you know the reason why Aquaman's moved right because (laughs) the juggernaut that is avatar 2 was coming out the same day Uh, and that's why they're like no we can't compete against avatar 2 um so uh so yeah so they they obviously moved that there as well and black adam moving to um to that october slot which is weird because october is the kind of time when you get all these harry pottery films coming out because they're going to be slightly spooky or kind of halloweeny kind of thing um well, when is that next Fantastic Beast? That's actually in the summer, I think. So yeah, so they're gonna put that as their summer blockbuster kind of thing. Um, and then and then go from there. But it's just like um, I don't know. I think maybe are people running scared of the um you know of the lots of strange um, oh, you know thing. Um because because that's obviously gonna be you know the biggest summer movie, as it were. Um, so has been chatting shit. <laughs> chatting shit. It's gonna be as big as Spider Man. I don't. Think, I think it's gonna be big. I don't think it's gonna be on that Spider Man level. Come on now. Come on now. No, no, because that brought a lot of people who didn't really weren't really that involved in stuff just to say like, oh, there's gonna be three Spider Man in it, and there's rumors about it from ages. Um, you know, just just going to see it. Even just I mean? casual so, Spider Man just has a way of just appealing to just regular people that no other superhero maybe besides batman does just a phenomenon yeah that's the thing i mean you know the i i know dot strange is gonna have a lot of kind of you know cameos and you know people gonna be talking about it and stuff but um but yeah i don't i i can't see it going the same way as that um but it doesn't really have any real competition anyway coming around that time yeah. there so um the films that are meant to be coming out um haven't even seen like second trailers for or anything like that like like top gun and you know 
Um, yeah. All the Mission Impossible stuff has been moved back. So that's not come, you know, that's not coming till like next year. So, you know, once you've got that, it's like, well, yeah, it could just run and run and run pretty much. You know what I mean? So so. Cinema's still not recovered, man. We're still not really getting that month after month after month. Big movie after big movie. It's kind of just once in a while. Most that's, of yeah, TV. That is true. That is true. And then some of the stuff that is actually in the cinema is like not even worth kind of not even worth kind of watching man it's like you kind of look at it and you think okay uh you know death on the nile do i really want to go and see that in the cinema that's the kind of thing that you know was on uh you know bank holidays in the uk like literally every year when i was a kid so um so yeah i i don't know um that uh jared leto did say that like you know um marvel movies pretty much have saved the cinema because otherwise there wouldn't you know there wouldn't be anybody going save cinema <laughs> and, and yeah exactly which is so yeah exactly and luckily jared Leto didn't say that his his performances have saved cinema because uh <laughs> yeah frank, frankly that dude but that that dude it is like um I, i'm just thinking about his maybe his last maybe five or six performances have all been quite ropey so i i don't know man uh we'll see what is uh you'll see what kind of happens there so um let's go on to our final news there of uh of the day and the final news um of daredevil uh which university i've never heard anybody say anything bad about that daredevil series like ever i've you know all the other ones to some degree luke cage Iron Fist, definitely. Uh, you know, Jessica yeah. Jones. Um, and even the Punisher, like, you know, uh, Punisher, you know, season season one, um, I thought was really good. And season two was decent in some areas and other areas, not so great. But mm. I, I think um, Daredevil, especially season one and three, universal praise kind of for um the most consistent but, out of all of those defender shows but then the idea is apparently they're going to reboot that um so <laughs> yeah how how are they going to reboot it it's going to have to be a soft reboot if you've already got charlie cox in spider-man yeah. and met tom holland already i'm presuming it's just going to hit the ground running he's already daredevil but he's in a whole different sort of like a work like we were texting back and forth about probably a different office different group of friends around him which annoys me because i like that cart the little foggy and um it was the blonde chick the one from true blood she was really good oh, i think she was really yeah. the heart of all of those that and daredevil so it's gonna be a shame if, if she doesn't come back and she says she hasn't heard nothing nothing no one's got in contact with her yet so that'll be a bummer well, didn't she say that she uh, has struggled to get any roles yeah. after that Daredevil thing, man? So she actually put a thing out saying, like, um, you know, uh, I'd love to come back. And Daredevil was like, yeah, because nobody's calling you for any these other things, true, man, man, which is really She's sad. She's a good actress, though. So, it all makes sense. Really, it all makes exactly, sense. Exactly, man. So it's kind of like, um, you know, they. I, I, it would be interesting to kind of get them back in. Maybe it's, um, it's like a Daredevil, like, further down the line kind of daredevil so it's like you know the, the grittiness has kind of gone and it's kind of like yeah. um some kind of you know showboating in terms of the way that you fight the criminals and stuff like that there rather than rather than like you know having to 
you know, do the hallway fights and stuff like that. Although that's been what people uh, loved, the grittiness of the combat and all of that stuff. Yeah. Although from what I've heard about Moon Knight, I think Moon Knight is going to be a test bed for this. Because from what people have been tweeting, you know, the first kind of things is like they're saying Moon Knight is surprisingly brutal in his execution of the fights, right? So I'm wondering whether that's going to be a test bed to kind of say like, okay, we can get away with this on on Disney, right, to this level. Um, And then fine, we'll bring Daredevil to this level and not really much more than that. Um, and then go from there. The way that the way that they kind of do it is basically like um, Marvel always do it in this way, where you show fighting and you show people hitting each other and stuff like that. And then after they're finished sit- hitting each other, you see somebody with like blood on their face or on their nose or whatever. You don't see somebody getting punched and then blood just flying all over the or, place or, and stuff. Which I think they're gonna go with is the way that because you know Moon Knight has the sort of crescent blade things i think he's gonna throw them we're gonna see them flying through the air we're gonna see them go towards people's throats cut away and then we'll see them collapse but you won't see the blood so okay. it's probably gonna be stuff like that yeah yeah which which will kind of be interesting but i uh, the thing with daredevil is it's all about like crunch the, the fight and just like snapping yeah yeah and just the fact that when he was there doing the hallway fight it's like he wasn't just battering people he there were certain parts where he was getting hit yeah. And it was like, oh, damn, he's hit now. They're going to pile on him. But he yeah. found a way out. The, the choreography on that was just incredible. And I just hope that they get, you know, either whoever's done that or like the, you know, Hong Kong level choreography is what you kind of need for something like that there, basically, because, you know, he's, you know, he's doing that kind of thing. But um, I don't know if it, it's interesting because when um, when we were kids, they had a you know they had turtles in the UK, and um, they took the nunchucks out from Michelangelo oh, because yeah. it was like kids are going to copy like the nunchucks and stuff. And it's like we've got to a stage now where potentially we've got a daredevil who's going to come on TV with like Billy clubs, like live action, and he's yeah. going to be he's going to be beating people. And it's like we weren't even like. <laughs> We weren't even trusted to see a nunchuck on TV right. because you probably, I mean, to be fair, we probably would have bought nunchucks. Oh, you got some. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, that would be that. That would be interesting to see. Um, yeah. Like I was telling you before, I reckon they're going to redo the whole Electra thing as well because they never really did that comic book accurate Electra story. Probably bring in Bullseye as well. Yeah, a lot of changes. That bull, that bullseye was awesome though, man. I loved that whole bullseye storyline, and you know, like I, I thought that was so cool, man. Um, and I think that yeah, they did him a bit wrong at the end because, like, you know, I think he, yeah, I think he was really flipping good. Yeah. But um, they're gonna maybe they're gonna concentrate more on the kingpin kind of angle, I think, uh, and yeah. just you know, just get it, um, get it kind of more like that. So I'm just. Oh. The only one I'm happy that they may, if they ever get around coming back to that character, is the Iron Fist. Start again, scratch that one didn't exist, just do it all again from, from the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Well, that that's the thing. Like that guy couldn't even be bothered, like yeah. to learn. Like he literally could not be bothered to learn how to do, you know, how to train. You know what I mean? Um, it's like, yeah, it just, just absolutely. What you do ridiculous. for a living. You have this big break, what people kill for, and you just couldn't be asked. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly, man. So, yeah, yeah. I, I need, and we haven't seen him anywhere after that. Anyway, <laughs> so he's kind of, yeah, he's kind of disappeared. He's disappeared from the whole thing, man. So, um, yeah, guys, uh, are you interested in Daredevil? Because yeah, I definitely would love to see it when it comes out there again. But just hope they don't kind of sanitize it too much, yeah, man. Of course, so, you're gonna be like, um, well, you know, it's gonna be yeah. Yeah, as long as it's not too CW, then that that's fine. <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the way of going about it. So, um, guys, I know there was some news there uh, this morning about Gotham Knights and some people getting um, <laughs> some yeah, people getting like uh, um, you know uh, some people getting recruited to you know be part of the team and stuff. But it's like I know that's a CW show, man. So am I really gonna be yeah. interested in that? I like the idea of you know Duella Dent, the Joker's daughter, and you know bloody okay, yeah, I like them kind of thing. But and you know um, CW though, yeah, CW man, it's gonna be horrendous. Like you know. It's it's gonna be like Batwoman level, so it's it's gonna oh, suck, man. It's gonna suck. <laughs> like you know, okay, yeah, fine. You look at it on the stage. He's like, oh yeah, oh Stephanie Brown is you know Robin is gonna be in it, and they're gonna have spoiler in it. And then, okay, that that's quite cool because it's Bat Universe, and I'm interested in that. But then at the same time, it's like this is on the CW, so it's gonna be pretty <laughs> flipping horrendous. So um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll leave that we'll leave that alone there for the moment until. I see a trailer and then maybe then we'll talk about it on the trailer. Um, I also want to say uh, as well, guys, um, Rob, um, I know you, you message saying uh, to talk about Picard uh, saying like, Oh, you guys should talk about Picard because uh, there are graphic novels of, you know, and it is comic booky, but I don't know. Uh, to yeah, me, Star Trek came Star before. Trek. There are, but, there are a lot of Star Trek comics <laughs> over the years, man. There are a lot. Crossed but over didn't a lot Star of Trek heroes. come before the comics? It's, it's kind did, of like... So did Aliens and stuff like that. We still mention all that stuff. So did Star Wars. That's Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. Um, so, yeah. Um, should we do a Picard review? A quick one? I don't know. We can do a quick one. We can, <laughs> anyway, we're like, we'll just do a quick I'm one. I'm, I'm loving it so far. This new new season. Way better than the first season. Didn't yeah, like the first uh, season that much. It was all right. But this one, way more stakes. Yeah, and it seems like it seems like proper Star Trek as well, like proper Star Trek. uh, Q messing around, uh, just like you know, I I always liked that one. Um, There was that there was that episode in Star Trek where basically the Enterprise C came through this like wormhole thing, um, and it turned all of um, all of you know uh, the the Star Trek stuff into like warships and stuff like that i always thought that that was interesting and this they've kind of created this kind of terran style world where you know the the uh the basically the the um humans are suppressing every alien basically yeah. known to man. so uh and it's all q's doing for some reason um i i the only the only issue that i have is i literally am just like every time um Every time Patrick Stewart he gets up or he walks, and I'm just like, don't trip on that. Don't yeah, just, just walk around this bit. Don't you're gonna break your knee? You're seeing or you're the hurt age now, which worries like... me when I watch it. That's the thing that yeah, that worries me when I see it. Like I feel, oh, this national treasure. You can see it. You can hear it when he talks. <laughs> yeah, but they've already yeah. shot season three as well, so. Yeah, you know, they, know, they know they know that you know who, who knows how long we've got with him, man. So got treasure this. 
But so know, far, yeah. loving it. This is movie quality, man. This show is like this I, is how you I, do yeah. a show and put the money on the screen, man. Yeah, I'm quite impressed with it. I'm actually quite impressed with the way it was. Seeing it on the big screen, ah, it really comes off well. So yeah, um, definitely recommended. Um, that is, um, if you want a proper in-depth review, then go check out Talking Movies because they're going to yep. talk about it deep, man. Yep. Because it's one of those things where it's like, um, you know, uh, some people they know like, oh, this was in this episode here and this is in that and Mo knows That's that kind Mo. of stuff. Yeah. You know I've been mean? trying to get him to so, do a Star Trek podcast, man, but he basically does one. He recalls with a bunch of people every week. He just hangs out and with, on Zoom with a bunch of people from around the world. I'm saying, record it. Just put it up. Record it and put it as a podcast. Yeah, loads of people will listen to it anyway. No, it just, <laughs> just doesn't want it. That's the thing. So, yeah, that's 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 cool, man. Guys, check that mission out. Um, once again, if you have any uh, comments about any of the stories there, uh, you can email us on dcvsmarvelpod at gmail.com. Um, also, go to the Facebook page, uh, DCVS Marvel Podcast. Uh, a lot of uh, interesting activity uh, going on there uh, with uh, the flash memes and stuff like that which is uh, which is quite uh, quite funny um so um so yeah definitely check that out there as well and uh, we talked about talking the movies but yeah um ed's other podcast there go check it out talking at the movies on all podcasting platforms and uh ultra network on youtube for the video version of this and occasionally yes and i will and i will keep sharing them because it seems like people are starting to move on to there as well so it's my fault for not actually sharing them and putting them you know on there so <laughs> when we do maybe we'll get a few more people kind of watching them and stuff so check all those out guys and uh, we'll see you again next time Later.